There we go. <laughs> Me playing the keys. All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. <laughs> now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents Fanboys. I'm Calvin, and the guy looking dapper in the Cosby sweater is Garland. What a, what's going on, Garland? How are you, well, sir? Well, what I want to say is, <laughs> man, you're just like Saturdays. Why you say I'm like Saturdays? <laughs> no class. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We had a, a, a conversation about Cosby in the barbershop uh, uh, probably a couple weeks ago. And like I said, you know, Cosby, he did a lot, man. You know, I, I always forget Fat Albert. Fat Albert was actually educational. You had Fat Albert. You had um, the Cosby show. Uh, you had a different world. And uh, he was saving HBCUs. He was giving major money to a lot of these institutions that are doing quite well now. but. He did like to drug and rape, rape women. So. Apparently, he thought he was saving the hoes, too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to um, save these hoes. <laughs> like, when he was walking by, he was like... <coughs> you, <laughs> if uh, And then, of course, the bad side of... We, we think of him, remember him for the pound cake speech. Pound cake, um, yeah. I ain't even yeah, get to that. Yeah, all that good stuff. He was in I Spy. Uh, if you, that was I a little spy. before our time. But, uh, Let's do it again. Channel 45, Uptown Saturday Night. Uptown uh, Saturday Night. They are yeah, classics. I mean, they did a third one movies. together, too. What was that third one? It was uh, Let's do it again, Uptown Saturday Night. A piece yeah. of the action. Piece it's of a piece action. of the action. Um, yeah. I saw those at the Apollo Theater on Eden oh Street back oh in the God. day. You're going back. You're going back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. but how did you forget? I mean, you mentioned Fat Alba, but the best part of Fat Alba was the brown hornet <laughs> and tweeter and tweeter i was gonna say his sidekick tweeter yeah man hey, you know thank you for joining us uh, <laughs> if you're watching youtube we are live on youtube um other than that you can catch us on all I the like podcast the rich, platforms the a little later <laughs> sorry that was bill cosby y'all that, that wasn't me <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's uh we're here on a Friday. Um, a it's Friday. actually a good time to be here. I mean, we're coming off of a big Ravens win, so and yeah. we're going to talk about that a little. We'll but yeah, we're Ravens. generally here on the weekends, and I am going to get this out today, this evening, sometime this evening, so y'all can check this out and you'll have it for the weekend. Uh, go. What we got going on today, Garland? Hey man, we're going to talk some college sports. Uh, Jim uh, Jimbo Fisher, he got fired to go away. So he got some money going. He got a nice, sweet buyout. Uh, James Madison, they're fighting to play in the bowl season. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Of course, we're going to talk some NFL. We're going to talk about our Ravens. Uh, Deshaun Watson's out for the season uh, after winning that big game on Sunday. Uh, of course, we're going to go into the pigskin pickums. Uh, somebody's been doing quite well the last couple of weeks. I got to give him uh, knowledge. But I am going to claim victory in one place, though. We're going to do our top five. Uh, end up with a little baseball and then come on young. And so uh, let's go ahead and get into it. And so uh, let's go ahead back up to college football and Jimbo Fisher. Uh, he gets a sweet 
uh, buyout in his firing. Texas A&M fired coach Jimbo Fisher on Saturday morning, who despite having a winning record, was not able to get the Aggies to the BCF playoffs. Uh, the move is expected to cost the school more than $76 million to buy out Fisher's deal. According to the terms of the contract, uh, Texas, Texas A&M will owe Fisher $19.2 million within 60 days and then pay him $7.2 million annually through 2031. And there's no offsets or uh, mitigations on those payments. And the annual payments start 120 days after his termination. And so several names have been mentioned as potential candidates for this job, one of them being our boy Subprime Sanders. Uh, would Subprime be an excellent hire for this job? Not in Texas, he wouldn't. <laughs> not down <laughs> in Texas, you're not. Um, and I think he knows that. Um, and, and plus, I, I I really think he wants to do a little more at Colorado. I you could be wrong because, you know, he, um, as Garland would put it, he he will jump ship in a minute because right. he don't care about the kids. He don't, he don't um, but yeah, so Texas is especially um, going in with the expectations that they have. Like they're they're going to be looking to complete compete against the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world, and they just may not have it yet. So, but I don't even want to talk about who the candidates is. The parents raise your kids to be D one college coaches. This man mm. is owed 70 something million dollars and as Garland said 6 million it's not mitigated or anything so if he gets another job they still have so to pay him. him and this is to 2031 he has 7 more years of getting paid to be fired he got, mm-hmm. raise your kids to be college coaches, D1 college coaches, because that's where the money is. If they're not going to be D1 college coaches, make them contract lawyers, because someone had to negotiate that contract for them also. Mm-hmm. His agent, Jimmy it, Sexton, got him that it, deal. It's like, it's something about these college coaches that, and, and NFL coaches do it too. They sign these contracts where the players aren't getting guaranteed money in the NFL. Um, Deshaun Watson got all the uh, trash for being guaranteed and he but didn't deserve it. But the coaches don't deserve it either, but they get it. When these coaches get fired, they are still getting paid. What's the guy that uh, came after um, Harbaugh in, in uh, San Francisco? Uh, what's in the name? Tom Sula? Uh, Jim, yeah, Tom, Jim Sula. Tom Sula. And he would he they fired him after his first year, but they still owed him like six or seven years of millions. Mm-hmm. We need to raise these babies to be head coaches somewhere. Well, we're just raising them to be the athletes. I mean, I know when I was growing up, we never thought on the sports side that there were more opportunities than just playing. You know, you always just think, you know, you want to be the star. You want to be a baseball player. You want to be football, basketball. But you never thought about, man, you know, how much, you know, does management make? Exactly. Is there judges in management? Coaching. All of those things we've always been training, trainers, trainers, uh, scouts. Yeah. scouts. You know, the, these things. are these are things that are good livings. I mean, you may not be making the money as LeBron or anything, but this is a good living. Like you, you can pay your bills and then some, and you travel with this type of with this type of money. Right, definitely, definitely. So yes, he's getting nineteen point two million within sixty days, like I said, and then they're going to pay him seven point two million annually for the next eight years. And so, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and and those payments start 120 days after termination. So he's good. He doesn't necessarily need to go out and look for a job right now. And if he gets another one, he's going to be very paid. So and, and when they it hire also a new says coach, a lot. Mm-hmm. When they hire a new coach, they're going to have to pay him some millions. So you wonder why oh, there course. was such a big fight of why aren't these kids getting paid? to play in these colleges. Look at the money, how long this college money is. And they do this without, they do this knowing, well knowing what's going to happen. It's not like it's a surprise that they continue to pay them. And this isn't the first coach. It definitely won't be the last coach. Uh, Yeah, the NIL is one thing, but the colleges really need to start kicking out some of this money to these student athletes. Right. That's where I was getting ready to go. Anytime a school can pay a man $19 million after 60 days and then pay him $7.2 million for the next eight years and not employ him a total of $76 million, you can pay the players. Uh, NIL was easy because it took the responsibility off of the school and it took the responsibility off of the NCAA. And so there are billions of dollars in this sport that can be found that can pay the players. But you know, uh, it's not happening. And so, uh, yeah, this definitely, if I was a player, this would definitely perk up my ears like, whoa, they got 76 million just to go ahead. And just, they just woke up and say, hey, this ain't working. Go ahead and give them the 76 million. Exactly. That, that, that's basically what they said. This ain't working. Exactly. We tried it for a couple of years. It ain't working. Let's go ahead and give them the 76 million. They ain't <laughs> fighting it. They ain't trying to admit it. Let's give them the money. He, he so, don't have to sign up for he don't have to sign up for unemployment or nothing. 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 <laughs> nothing. So now James Madison is fighting to play in the bowl uh, games this year. One of the biggest stories that's not being covered on the major platform for college football this year is James Madison University. Uh, they're 10 and 0 and they're ranked 18th in the latest AP poll. And uh, they're in their second year of transition from FCS uh, division to an FBS division. And because of this, they're not allowed to participate in any postseason games. Uh, the state of Virginia's uh, attorney general has threatened legal action if their exclusion from bowl consideration in 2023 is not reversed. And so should JMU be given a waiver to play in the bowl? Yeah, man. So it's so weird because you would think that the NCAA would want them to play in the bowl. Like, uh, I mean, they're an undefeated team right now. They definitely qualify, but they can't because they move from a lower division to a higher division. Like it just mm-hmm. it it doesn't seem to make sense. Um, a lot of these NCAA rules are just archaic and old, but this is one that they can absolutely change. And they're not the only school I think. Um, Jacksonville, Jacksonville, or either Jackson State. I'm not quite sure which one um, is applying. Might be Jacksonville. I don't think it's Jackson. And then there's another school doing the mm-hmm. same thing. So they moved up, and they're right. not allowed to play. I mean, let them let them play. Like I don't yeah. understand the harm that it's going to do. Now they do have a way in um, if they cannot find because uh, there's 41 bowl games. If they cannot find 82 qualified teams, which you have to have at least six wins, um, then they'll they will let them play. So that is their way in, but they should automatically be in. I mean, they're, they're an undefeated team right now. So they should automatically have some consideration to a bowl. I agree with you. Um, yeah. These rules are just dumb. Uh, it, these are old rules that still are running the sport. I mean, it, just we see how long it took them to even create a transfer portal. 
of giving people the opportunity to transfer and play immediately. They were making people sit out a whole season for transferring, but the schools controlled if they wanted to keep the players or not keep them on scholarship. These guys are balling. They're ten and zero. Give them a chance to go to the Weed Eater Bowl or the the the, the uh, you know one of the bowls. I mean, let them go to the little bowl. Get their little life on. Exactly. Um, they're not going to be Georgia. They're not going to be Alabama. They're not going to be Michigan. They're not going to be Ohio State. Get them in the Uts Bowl. There's yeah, there's an the Uts, Uts potato bowl. chip bowls out there somewhere. The mayonnaise bowl. The Duke's mayonnaise bowl. Let them go to the Duke's mayonnaise bowl. <laughs> <laughs> so so their coach can get some mayonnaise poured on yeah. him like a lock Loxley got mayonnaise poured on him the other year. When they get him won. in the get him in the Keith Lee Bowl. It's gonna be a lot of uh food trucks and small businesses struggling there that'll help get them right. some business in the Keith Lee Bowl. Yeah, so <laughs> give them a chance. I mean, hey, if a six and six team can go, let a ten and no team. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maryland is bowl eligible. They're going to somebody's bowl this year, and they Barely. don't deserve it. Barely, but they're going. They're going, but a, but a, under, a possible undefeated team is not. And so it now just we don't say make all, no sense. We say all this, and then they're going to get in the bowl, and they're going to be matched up with Maryland and whip Maryland ass. And I'm gonna be. They shouldn't have even been allowed in that motherfucker bowl anyway. I'm gonna be mm-hmm. mad. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Anyway. So, all right, so let's go ahead and transition to the NFL, man. Let's talk about our Ravens. You know, uh, last week, or earlier this week, I won't say last week, earlier this week, uh, Calvin, the sky was falling. I mean, you would have thought that the Ravens were uh, 0-8, 0-9. You would have thought that Lamar was the worst quarterback ever, that the team was just in total disarray. I mean, I never seen so many Lamar's dumb posts. And I mean, this is coming from national uh, pundits and local ones too. Uh, Lamar, he, he he's a step slow. He, he he can't think anymore. He can't read the defense anymore. And yeah, they, they're slow on the defensive end. And they, man. Uh, but hey, like they say, winning is the best deodorant. And so uh, they came home with a tough three-game stretch. I know when we were talking about it, we were saying that, if they got at least two out of the three, that would be great. I know I was saying if they got the two division games out of the three, I would be very happy. And so um, they wind up doing well after losing Sunday 31-30 to 30 on a last-second field goal uh, to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, and they really got outplayed in that game uh, in the trenches. And Calvin was there sipping wine, so I'm sure he'll give us more of what he saw. So <laughs> they were able to come back on Thursday night with a decisive win. I mean, I didn't like that last touchdown they gave up. I, I just think after, you know, they just was like, all right, just let them go ahead. Just, you know, I needed I that for my fantasy team. They put the clamps on Jamar Chase. I needed right. that. Yeah, I, I did not want to see him in the end zone, but uh, they beat a uh, Joe Burrow who uh, played the first quarter and then uh, – had a mysterious uh, wrist first injury. First half. He played the first, first half, half. Excuse me, the first half. Then had a wrist injury, did not finish the game. They beat uh, the Bengals 34 to 20. And so uh, what are some of your thoughts about these uh, last two games in particular, two division games? Ravens are eight and three. They play one game over the next two weeks. They get a mini buy this week. Then they play the Chargers on uh, Sunday night football, and then they get their buy after that. What are your um, thoughts? Well, first of all, uh, breaking news, I don't know if you heard, but Joe Burrow has been ruled out for the season. Um, so what? that Yeah, it was actually a 
finger injury, um, apparently. But yeah, he's been ruled out for the season. They just reported it about maybe about twenty minutes before we uh, came on. So yeah, the, he's he's ruled out for the season. Oh my god! Um, listen, let me first of all, and I must say this, and I said it on social media, and I must say it again, um, especially for you Raven haters and you Bengal fans. I'm not trying to hear that shit today that the Ravens won because Joe Burrow wasn't there. I'm mm-hmm. not trying to hear it because when you all had to play Tyler Huntley the last two games last year, y'all asses ain't say nothing. Y'all ain't give us no grace. Mm-hmm. So, no, nah, you you play with the hand that you are dealt. I'm not trying to hear that shit at all. Y'all, mm-hmm. you lost. You lost and you got your <laughs> asses kicked. I'm not trying. And then don't even give me that referee shit. Oh, the referees were horrible because they were, but they were horrible for both teams. And you think that you would have won if the referees were better? We would have had a Zay Flowers 80-something yard touchdown if the referees knew what the fuck they were looking at. So don't give me none of that. I don't want to hear no excuses on why the Ravens won. Lamar Jackson is 8-1 and one versus the Cincinnati Bengals. As we've always said, the Bengals cannot beat the Ravens when Lamar Jackson is on the field. All right. right. Now that I got that out the way, shout out to the fans. Do you know how many delayed games we had back there? Do you know how many? They had to call two timeouts in the first half, use two of their three timeouts because they couldn't hear the play going in. They were trying to switch the play. The fans did it up, man. The fans did it up. Congratulations to the fans. Um, the atmosphere was rocking, probably the most rocking atmosphere that I've seen. And I've been to quite a few evening games. Big Boy was rocking. I don't even know half his song. And he was right. out there rocking. Him and Sleepy Brown was giving it up. It was a great atmosphere. And the Ravens, they lost Mark Andrews early. And we all were Big just, loss. oh, oh my God. Like, we were all just, we, we were scared. But Odell showed up. Zay showed up. The running game showed up. Lamar played one of the best games I've seen him play in his career. It was great. Um, Now, let me transition back to the Cleveland game. Everyone wants to know who's to blame. Is it the offense? Is it the defense? You know, the offense scored. They didn't score uh, over 30 because of the touchdown that the defense had. But they scored a significant amount of points. The defense gave up a significant amount of points. Um, You know, you got to get to Deshaun Watson, and we'll talk about him some more. You got to get to him. They couldn't bring him down. He went to he went 14 and 14 in the second half. There's enough yeah. blame to go around. Throwing with a broken exactly. bone in his shoulder. Yeah. There's enough blame to go around. We talked about special teams a little last week. I said, uh, you know, the punting game mm-hmm. was doing well, but special teams has been pretty Locked average, if not less. They had a block field goal attempt. Like it's just, uh, there were so many things that happened. Just a a collection of misfortune that ended up the Ravens giving up a fourteen point lead in the fourth quarter. But they turned it around. They're a resilient team. You're going to lose some games you're not supposed to lose. Unfortunately, the Ravens have lost three that they shouldn't have lost. Um, they literally could be eleven and zero at the least. They should be ten and one right now. But you know, it's what it is. We're looking forward. Next up, San Diego. And, you know, when we end this podcast, 
you Bengal fans may want to still talk about the game, but we've already moved on to the Los Angeles Chargers. So y'all go ahead and knock yourselves out and figure out who you're going to have quarterback mm-hmm. uh, this moving forward. You know what? I'm going to be a little different on this. We should have, would have, could have won stuff. <clears throat> you win the games you win, you lose the games you lose. And that's it. I'll it, take this that. Is, this yes. is the NFL. I understand that teams, you know, it's an ebb and flow to performance and how teams play. And then on any given Sunday, I know that's cliche, but it's true. You can you can lose against a team that you should dominate normally. And I think those couple games, uh, particularly talking about the Browns game, they got thrashed in the run. I mean, defensively, they were not able to get off the field. Uh, once they really started dedicating to running the ball, um, they were having some mix up in the coverages in the back end that, you know, you had uh, Amari Cooper open a lot in the middle of the field. Uh, they could not stop the uh, tight end and Juku. And so, yeah, they were just having a rough day getting three and outs. They could not. Uh, I remember, all right, when Odell Beckham scores on that crossing pattern, we're up to scores. They came down and had a 17-play drive, <laughs> and they just rammed it down the defense's throat. I think, you know, that not having a bye was finally catching up with them. And I, and I think, it, you know, it even showed a little bit last night. I think, you know, I'm not going to say it was luck because Barrow was out. I think they still could have won that game with Barrow playing. But defensively, they have not been as crisp as they were in the Detroit game, and even I'll say the Cardinals game, because the Cardinal game was a little fluky, and in the uh, Seattle game. I mean, they were super sharp defensively. You couldn't do anything against them. But those last couple games, I mean, they really struggled to get three and outs and get off the field. And so I think this is a good time for this mini buy. It gives uh, bodies an opportunity to rest up a little bit. Then you play on Sunday night under the lights. Uh, they tend to do well in primetime games, and then you get another whole week off. And so, you know, it's the right timing for them to get that break, to get that bye, and then get ready for that last half of the season. And they got some tough hoe in the head. You got 49ers, you got Rams, you got Steelers, which is probably going to be for the division. Um, my goal, I wanted them to sweep at least one team in the division and maybe split with the others. And I thought that would put them in good position to win the conference or the uh, the division. And they did just that. I didn't expect them to sweep uh, the Bengals. I thought that, you know, maybe it was the Browns. You did? Okay. I, Remember I, I told you, I didn't think the Bengals was going to make the playoffs. Book it. I said that from the beginning of the season. That. I picked three teams from the AFC North to make the playoffs. The Bengals were one of them. And so uh, I may have to go back and rebut. But then again, I don't know what's going to happen with Cleveland. Our boy Joe Flacco was on his way up there to see if they could uh, sign him. Uh, because I don't want them signing backup. Joe. Joe is elite. You want to see Joe out there? Joe is elite. I don't need that. They might take Cleveland over the top. Joe is elite. Y'all know oh, Joe is elite. Goodness. Oh, goodness. So, yeah, Joe might end up up there. So we'll see what happens. But to me, good homestand. Two and one. You come out there winning. You get a break. Sunday night game in, in a week and a half. And then another break. And then you go out and close out. And I think. Out of those, what's it, four or five games left in the season, at least, I think at least three of them are at home. So they're good. I think the Christmas game 
is in San Francisco or San Jose with the 49ers, but I believe the rest of the games are at M&T. So that might just be four games in, in one on the road. So they're in pretty good shape. Uh, yeah, after about- that bye, they come uh, they come home for the Dolph- for the uh, yeah, I forgot all about Rams the and then the Dolphins. Um, Rams, they play Dolphins. at home. And then they get Niners on the road, and then they come back, and I think they close out with Steelers at home, right? We owe the Dolphins an ass-whipping. Yeah, we do. We owe them. We do. Uh, Deshaun Watson uh, was announced on Wednesday that he's out of the se- out for the season. Uh, they announced that their franchise, or the Browns did, announced that their franchise quarterback will undergo season-ending surgery to repair a fracture in his throwing shoulder. And the team doctors determined Watson needed immediate surgery to avoid further structural damage. And so where would you place the Browns' chances of making the playoffs now without uh, Deshaun? First of all, to hell with Deshaun Watson and the Browns. You knew before the Ravens game that you needed surgery. At halftime, you had to bring P.J. uh, Tucker Washington, whatever his name is. You had to bring him in to uh, play the last couple downs. And then you're going to come back broke up. (laughs) You're going to come back broke up and beat my Ravens in the second half, yo. 14 for fuck, 14. Man, fuck Deshaun Watson and the Browns. <laughs> Deshaun Watson think, um, as a Brown is undefeated <laughs> against the Ravens. I, I actually, that's right, because he didn't play the first game last he season, the first but he did play the second year, game. And then he that's second right. Game. Um, as a Texan, though, he's winless. He's winless. But as a Brown, he's undefeated. To be very honest, I actually have. Cleveland, and we'll do this in our picks, but I have Cleveland over the Steelers this week. I have Cleveland and their okay. rookie quarterback over okay. uh, Pittsburgh this save, week. Save um, it so I can scrutinize it for later. Don't try to sneak it in there. Save it. <laughs> save it so we can go through it. You already know what it is. I, That's you what, know, I what, what am I up to? I'm up to. Anyway, no, I'm just anyway. up to you. I just, I, I'm um, about to come I, back. I'm about to show the biggest comeback. <laughs> you, think the, you think the Ravens been blowing games? <laughs> I think um, I actually think the Browns do have a good chance of uh, still making the playoffs only because the division is down. And I'm just not a I'm not a Pittsburgh believer. Um, You know, Mm -hmm. it's got to catch up to them at some point, Um, you know, being and what I'm talking about, if you don't know, is they they have been they have been outgained in the first nine games of the season. Like how they're keeping up this pace is just a testament to Mike Tomlin. But at some point, it's going to have to catch up to him. So and I think it's going to start this week. So I have the Browns with a good chance of still making Mm -hmm. the playoffs. Um, Of course, not winning the division. I think that this Ravens win over Cincinnati pretty much solidified it for us. Um, But, you know, what's what's Tomlin's record against rookie quarterbacks? Uh, It ain't as good as it it ain't as good as um, my guys, our guys, John Harbich. Harbich. So we'll (laughs) we'll see. We'll see. Uh, We'll get to that in a minute. Now, um, yeah, to me, it just showed this guy balled out uh, on Sunday. I mean, and he was playing on one ankle because he had the high ankle uh, sprain. That Toradol, woo, that Toradol is a miracle worker. They went in and they shot him up because there's no way that he's playing on no a way. high. Yeah, there's no way. He's playing on a high ankle sprain and has a fractured bone in his throwing shoulder. And he's doing all that stuff. I mean, he was breaking tackles. He was scrambling. Ain't no way. And so um, they had yeah, one that, of the assistants. Yeah, one of the assistants run over to Lexington Market and get some hair on. Right. Got some, 
He was not Heron and shot him up. He, he was nodding. Over. He was out there nodding out. You they know, they don't let them some methadone. They don't let them junkies back in uh, in uh, Lexington Market. No they sitting. More. They sitting outside. I was up there. Mm-hmm. The other they sitting outside. They still they outside. outside. <laughs> they still outside. <laughs> they like this. We outside. Yeah, they used to call it methadone. We outside. That's how. That's, that's how they. Do. <laughs> we out. We outside. Bro, they used to call it methadonia. <laughs> And it's so crazy because uh, I've never heard that. You never heard it called methadonia. Yeah, that's what never it was called, methadonia. Yeah, that's what they used to call it in drug rehab speak, uh, methadonia. Yeah, that heroin boy. You ain't never seen heroin come to Baltimore. And uh, I'm serious. I was driving to work uh, the other day, and woman, white woman, going through. Um, East Baltimore, twenty East Twenty Second Street, dancing, and then all of a sudden she stopped and paused, like she was like doing slow motion, like she would see. Then she started be- dancing again. That's because she was listening to "Can't Touch This." She was like, "Stop, <laughs> have a time." <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'll. Yeah, you want to see her when I'm the boss. <laughs> and so uh, since he signed that $230 million deal, Watson has only played a total of 12 games. So um, Cleveland, keep on winning, baby. And so we see what happens, but uh, he gamed out. And so let's go ahead, man, let's get into these skin picks because, you know, I started off with a lot of fire. I did, I did. I started off with a lot of fire. Tell, tell, the, tell the people where we stand. We don't need no excuses. Tell the people where we stand. We don't need no preamble. None of that. We don't, yeah. we don't, we don't need a preamble. No, nah, we don't need no preamble. <laughs> we don't need your, uh, what do they call it, in, in, uh, writing the forward. We don't need yeah, them forward. Yeah, no forwards. Nah, we don't need none of that. Tell the people where we stand. See, I started <laughs> off strong. And then somewhere along the way, the enemy crept in. <laughs> Not the enemy, so I'm the ops now. <laughs> yeah, the ops. My ops got in. <laughs> Calvin had a good week last week, y'all. He picked 10 games. I only picked eight. And so uh, he's up by 360 to 57. Wait, right I'm up now. by three? Oh, yeah, you up son, by three. it's over. Yeah. It's over. Nah, it ain't over. It ain't over. It's over. I'm about, you think the Ravens be giving up leads? You are, on, lead, you are on the ropes. <laughs> Miles Lane is looking at you like this. Stay over there, Calvin. Is this, One. Is this, there, knockout, is, is this knockout where I get up like, what? <laughs> you really never can knock out Mike Tyson in that game. It is. Oh, unless you busted Douglas. Unless you, <laughs> I shook up the world. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> That's crazy. I saw that fight live. And, yeah, I will never forget it. Anyway. All right, so let's go ahead. Last week, Calvin hit on the Bears, the Colts, the Texans, Bucks, Niners, Cardinals. You called that. That was your upset special over the Falcons. And the Texans was my upset special. And Texans, the Texans over Bengals. Your, yep, you called that as well. Cardinals uh, over, uh, who did I pick? Cardinals, Cardinals over Falcons. 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 Cardinals over Falcons. Yeah. What was the Monday night game? Monday night game was. No, the uh, Sunday we, night game. The Sunday night game was the Jets and Raiders. And the Raiders won that. Am I correct? Yes. Oh, we both called that. And we, yeah, both, we both called, called the that. Monday night game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the Raiders okay. are feeling okay. good right now. Okay. And so, okay. yeah. Uh, and so we, you know, I got the Colts. We, we, we both picked the Colts. 
I picked the Steelers over the Packers. You took you the got, Packers. I, and I should have won that game. Packers should have won that game. I should have been. I should have gone undefeated. Should've, Packers won that game. Packers should have won that game. Woulda, shoulda, dudda. And uh, <laughs> we both lost out on the Ravens. And so we both picked Thursday night's game successfully this week. So we start off as winners. Uh, we both picked the home team, the Ravens. And so let's go ahead and get into our picks. Uh, you already said that you're taking the Browns over the Steelers. I am taking Browns over Steelers. I'll put that in. I'm taking the Steelers, although they're on the road against a rookie con- uh, quarterback that played horrible against the Ravens. I'm going huh? to take the Steelers. He didn't have time to, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go through my line of All thinking. Right, you. Right. Browns. Browns. Uh, the Bears, they visit Detroit to play the Lions. Uh, uh, the your Lions. boy is coming back. Uh, to, yeah. You're taking the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, Although your boy is coming back. Yeah, it don't matter. It ain't going to be. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter. Uh, Chargers, they are in Green Bay to take on the Packers. Yeah, so you know how I feel about Brandon Staley. Um, mm-hmm. We actually need mm-hmm. the Chargers to win this game so they can mm-hmm. go into Sunday night feeling good and they can get their asses whipped. Um, but, I, yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers over Packers, even though they're okay. going to Lambeau Field. Okay. I'm going to take the Packers, and I'm taking the Lions. I, I don't know if I said I was taking the Lions in the last Wait minute. a minute. I'm taking, yeah, I'm taking you the Packers. You got an upset special this soon? Yeah, this soon. I, I, I just – I don't trust the Chargers. I, I definitely don't trust them uh, up in the cold, out in the elements. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No, I don't trust them. Okay. Uh, in the words of public any, enemy, can't trust it. Don't okay. Trust it. Find out you, you got the Jordan loves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Raiders, they are in Miami to take on the Dolphins. Does they are happy party in? Yeah, um... I'm going to take the Dolphins. I, I, I kind of wanted to take the Raiders, um, but I think, uh, yeah, I think this is going to be the first Pierce's. loss of the new, yeah, of the new coaching yeah. regime, of the okay. new interim coaching regime. Give me the Dolphins. Yeah, Dolphins normally beat up on teams that are under 500, and the Raiders are just at 500, so it might be a test, but they're going to blow them out, probably. Uh, and talk about blowouts and bad teams. The Giants are in D.C. to play the Commanders. Yeah, this is this is definitely the doo-doo brown bowl. Um <laughs> doo-doo brown. <laughs> but I do believe in Sam Howell more than I believe in uh what's his name? Louis De Palma, who whoever's quarterback in front of the I'm gonna take the commanders. <laughs> Andy DeVito. <laughs> Take the commanders as well. Uh Cowboys, they are in North Carolina getting some chopped pork and some um collets. And uh in the meantime, they're gonna play the Panthers as well. So I'm gonna take the Cowboys, but I'm gonna tell you the Panthers are gonna make a game out of it. It's not gonna be as easy as most people would think. Did you see that Bears game? <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to tell you. Did you I, see that Bears game? Listen to what I'm telling you. The Cowboys the will man. win. They got the new little man on their team. The I'm Cowboys stop, will I'm stop win. Calling Colin, but it won't Colin be Murray, little man. It won't be easy. It won't be the blowout right. everyone thinks it's going to be. Bryce Young is the new little man. <laughs> That's the new little man. He could barely see over the line. I was like, oh my god, he's having <laughs> he's having a major struggle uh, trying to throw the ball. I mean, he yeah. They, I'm sure they're glad they took. Um, I'm sure they're mad that they did not take C.J. Stroud. But, um, yeah, your man, he's something. Anyway, uh, so um, Titans, they are in 
Jacksonville, which was the biggest disappointment last week. They got not for me. They got they got the the brakes beat off of them. Uh, I tried that was to tell that time you. That you tried to tell me that was that I time to, tell to step you, 49ers up. Forty nine is a back. They're, they're back, and so uh, you taking the Titans over the Jags, or you taking the Jags at home? Absolutely not. I'm taking the Jags. <laughs> the Titans aren't the Forty ers <laughs> All right, Cardinals. I'm taking the Jags as well. Cardinals. They are in Houston to play the Texans. Little man. He had a good game last week. He had a game-winning scramble that set up the game-winning field goal. I yeah, tried man is another back. one I tried to tell you. Um, but the, the, who are they playing again? Texans. Yeah, they're not winning. They're not beating CJ Stroud and the boys. Uh, Texans right. are two. Texans are. They got weapons everywhere. Give me the Texans. Right, I'm, ta- I'm taking the Texans as well. Uh, the Bucks. They are in San Jose, San Francisco, to play the Niners. Uh, Niners uh, look real good. Uh, the boy Purdy, he got his magic, but dust back because all the players are back. His magic dust by the name of Debo Samuel, right. Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams. That's the, <laughs> right. that's magic dust. I'm giving the Forty Niners. All right, I'm taking the Niners as well. I'm because I'm trying to come back, so I ain't I ain't doing no exotic picks for the, from here on out. <laughs> you can't come back. You can't come back being conservative. Stop biting. Don't talk me. Don't try to talk me. That's what you tried to do to me. Listen, if you go back and listen to the record, Garland was like, "Oh, I like this. Go on ahead, keep doing it. That's going to help me come back and win." All right. Anyway, all right. Jets Bills. Now this is this is this one's a little bit more difficult. Uh, did the Jets win? No, they lost the first game. No, they won the first. That was the opening game. That's where uh, mm-hmm. old boy uh, Aaron Rodgers tore his uh, ACL. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about he might come back in December. Mm-hmm. So uh, they're up in Buffalo for this game. The Bills season's just about almost over. Big loss on uh, Monday night to the Broncos. Who you taking? No, who you taking? Let me see. Ooh. Let me see okay. what you do. You want to know who I'm taking? You want to yeah. know who I'm taking? You're yeah. Taking the Bills at home. Absolutely, because although I think the Jets, I think Josh Allen is going to throw a couple more interceptions because the Jets defense, but Zach Wilson is horrible. Yeah, he's horrible. He's horrible. Uh, All right, see, uh, the Seahawks are in L.A. to take on the Rams. Uh, Give me the Seahawks. All right. Man, all of our picks are the same. No, all of your picks are the same. When I'm in the lead, <laughs> that means your picks are the same. <laughs> You're copying all of my picks. All right. Uh, the, I'm picking first. How am I copying yours? <laughs> the Vikings uh, are in Denver taking on the Broncos. Big game, a big win last week for the Broncos. A and Josh Dobbs, uh, he's doing the thing up in uh, Minnesota. Uh, I doubted him, and he's gotten on a good team, and he looks good. I was about to say Josh Dobbs embarrassed both of us last week because yes. we were both like, we both he like, can't eh. keep this up. No. He can't keep this up. He there ain't no way. I ain't no he way. Done. So you're going to take Russ at home? Didn't I pick Russ last week to beat the Bills? No, you picked, you, we both picked the Bills. You sure about that? I'm positive. I'm positive. We both took the Bills. I probably I probably would have picked the Bills. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. So I'm I'm just afraid to doubt Josh Dobbs right now. That's the only thing. Like, jeez. Ah, um, where's the game being played? Denver. You know what? I'm I'm a. I'm gonna just go ahead and go with the Sierras. Let, let's let's go with the Sierras. Oh, okay. All right, all right. He's stepping out, y'all. Okay, he's gonna do the exotic pick. 
I'm gonna take the Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't neither one of the picks exotic, to be very honest. Like just <laughs> big Monday night game. Uh, the Eagles they travel to KC. They're gonna get some barbecue there, and they're playing the Chiefs at home. Chiefs defense is better than the offense this season, and you know is that a good enough uh, defense to stop our boy Jalen Hurts and uh, Devontae Smith and AJ Brown and Oh yeah, that's right. And they went and got um big boy too. What's his name? The wide receiver that used to play for um the Falcons. He went to Alabama too. Uh, oh my God. Uh he was on the Titans last year. But go ahead and with your pick why I yeah. Google. Um I I don't think the Chiefs can score enough points on the Eagles defense. So I'm Julio gonna take Jones. uh Philip. Oh, that's right. They did sign Julio. Um, I don't think the Chiefs can score enough points on the Eagles' defense, so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and take Philly in this one. Right. All right. So let's run ahead and run through these picks. You say you're taking the Eagles on this one? Eagles. I'm sorry. Eagles. I just want to make sure. All right. All right. All right. So here we go. All right. Browns. Uh, Calvin's taking the Browns over the Steelers. I'm taking the Steelers. Uh, Lions, we both take over the uh, Bears. We split on Chargers, Packers, Calvin's taking the Chargers. I'm taking the Pack. We both take the Dolphins over the Raiders, the Commanders over the Giants, the Boys over the Panthers, the Jags over the Titans, Texans over Cardinals, Niners over Bucks, Bills over Jets, Chicken, Seahawks, uh, Sea Chickens over the Rams. And we split on Vikings, Broncos. Calvin's taking the home team, Broncos. I'm taking the Vikes. And we both uh, pick Eagles over Chiefs. So we'll see what happens next week, y'all. I'm trying. I'm telling y'all, I'm coming back like Jordan in the four or five. Coming back, but I do have one thing that I did win in terms of a matchup with Calvin. I won our fantasy football matchup this past week, and so uh, we have a fantasy league. All things black. Fanboys Fantasy League, and here come the boom lost to That's So Baltimore Ravens. And so I do claim that. Garland has PTSD from that time we broadcasted, and I put up the score of me beating him in fantasy football that week. Do you remember that week? I threw that up there on the screen. (laughs) Putting up stuff and all this, that, and the other. Like, what the what? Listen, Garland won, but that league is a, you know, you just got to make the playoffs in that league. I'm not worried about it. The big deal is Garland's team got eliminated in the guillotine league for the $900, and I'm still alive. Yeah, (laughs) It's funny how the guy that organized the league is still alive in the league. I went 117 to 100 over Here Comes the Boom. So, yeah, I won, just period. That's all we last year all we in guillotine. I was eliminated early, so just because I organized it don't mean nothing. And and I might be in trouble this week because I had Todd Heap and Jamar Chase starting, and Todd Heap got me for Todd Heap. Uh, Mark Andrews Todd and Heap. Jamar Chase starting. Uh, Mark Andrews only got me four points. He scored. He had the two catches before he went out with his injury, and Jamar Chase only had one reception until the touchdown. And so he only got me nine points. So I'm in trouble in the guillotine league. I'm in trouble. Let's see if you got got those little snappy posts when it's you. Let's see. 
Let's see if you do the little snap. I do. Post. I always do. I do. I just. I, I'm erasing the uh, the app off my phone. I just be so mad now. I just like the app is sleep now. I'm not even going um, reload it. I'm just going to let it die. That ain't going to happen. Care about that? I lasted real long last year in that league, and this year. And last year, I didn't. I was already three, gone by this four. week last year. I think I got bumped in week six last year. Yeah, this. Summer. Anyway, I, I don't want to think about that because I ain't been in that league for a while, so I ain't paying no attention. <laughs> Let's talk some baseball real quick. Uh, the A's, they get a, the okay to bounce, and so uh, Major League Baseball owners voted Thursday to allow the Oakland Athletics to move to Las Vegas, paving the way for the second relocation of a baseball team in the past half century. So, Calvin, this is a little trivia. Who was the last team that relocated prior to the A's? Oh, good question. Um... So I know that the Angels didn't actually relocate, but they changed their city affiliation because they used to be the Los Angeles Angels and they became the California Angels. Um, the last baseball team to relocate. Give me a second. Oh, uh, it had to be the uh, Montreal Expos that became the Washington Nationals. Way to look it up. Good job. I did not look it up. I did not I look it up. It was I, I didn't look it up. It was, uh, it was the Montreal <laughs> Expos. You are correct. Uh, congratulations to uh, Oriole winners. Uh, Orioles manager Brandon Hyde. He was named American League Manager of the Year on Tuesday. Under Hyde, the Orioles orchestrated one of the most impressive two-season turnarounds in Major League Baseball history. Um, and also Arizona Diamondbacks outfielder uh, Corbin Carroll and Baltimore Orioles shortstop Gunnar Henderson won the Rookie of the Year honors on Monday. Only the fifth time both league winners have been unanimous. Uh, Henderson, uh, who helped lead the Orioles to a 101-61 and 61 record this season and uh, American League East title. And he becomes the Orioles' first Rookie of the Year since Greg Olson in 1989. And so shout out to them. And also shout out to Shohei Otani, who uh, repeats as American League MVP. And I just heard something on the radio today. I think um, the Angels have won out of the last 10 MVPs. They've won five of them between Otani and Mike Trout, and they have not been to a World Series. And so uh, <laughs> MVP really shade. doesn't mean a lot. Yeah, shade. a lot of shade right there. And so uh, any sh any words of wisdom for the Orioles? Uh, any shout outs you want to do to Gunner and Brandon? I know they're listeners of the show. No, well, not to them. I'm going to do a shout out to Cedric. Cedric was at the game last yes. night. Um, yes, his he wife's was an honorary captain. Yeah, so mm -hmm. shout out to Cedric for being there and showing I'm Baltimore love. How, how come he didn't have the black jersey on? How come he had the purple jersey? They, they, have they the got jersey? they got on him in the uh, the pregame interview. They were like, you know, it's supposed to be black, right? And he had the purple right. on him. By the way, there were a lot of y'all that didn't follow the instructions. The instructions was a blackout. A lot of y'all came in y'all purple, and I mean. All right, now just right. What you could have wore a black t shirt and just written Ravens on it, something just right. Pay attention, <laughs> pay attention, pay attention. So, no, we're now we're at the uh, favorite part of the show that everyone loves. Come on, yo. And so, um, I'll go ahead, I'll jump out there first because uh, I think you went first last week, so I'll jump out first. Um, you know, Calvin, since the pandemic, and I wonder if a lot of people remember that about three years ago, we were all locked in the house scared for our lives, not knowing what's going to happen. 
since the pandemic, we have seen the growth of uh, podcasts and internet shows. I mean, this is one of them, uh, featuring former, but you know, we're not uh, former professional players, but former and current professional athletes. Uh, you have former athletes like um, NFL players like Shannon Sharp and Ocho Cinco, and there are a whole lot of basketball players that have shows as well. And uh, one of the most popular broadcasts features uh, former NBA guard Gilbert Arenas and his show, uh, Gil's Arena. And it has over 300,000 subscribers to it that comes on YouTube and all the other platforms. Uh, on a past episode, Arenas, he stated that Bill Russell was not a top 10 player. And this has been this trend I've been seeing about these current players making these ignorant uh, comments about players that played in the 60s and 70s. And so uh, here, Arena said that, you know, Russell, he could not uh, score 20 against the white people. And so now Russell, who's the holder of the most championships by individual player, which was 11, he's easily. the first black, easily, easily. first black coach in any professional sport, first black head coach in any professional sport, baseball, Football, basketball, Bill Russell was the first black coach on the professional level. He was a civil rights leader who, along with Jim Brown, led a players coalition to support Muhammad Ali's uh, refusal to be drafted into the armed services. Now, when I think about Gilbert Arenas, he has never won anything in his life. <laughs> he was able to get one of the richest contracts in the NBA. And what did he do, Calvin? He flamed out due to injuries and bringing guns into the locker room to confront a teammate. Outside of running his mouth on the internet, no one is mentioning Gilbert Arenas in the top of nothing. There are no trophies named after him, but the MVP trophy is named after who? Bill Russell. And so we need to better ed educate these people. Um, it's like Russell and these other players, they paved the way for clowns like Gilbert's Arena, Gilbert Arenas to play in the league. And so, come on, yo, shut up. I understand you want to get clicks and you're trying to get people to the show. And so you say stuff and you put the little clips out and people see the clips and they come and they watch the full episode. But if you claim that you are a basketball historian and you know all about basketball and skill, there's no way you can ever say out of your life that Bill Russell was not a top 10 player for his time. Now, Will he be a top 10 player in today's game? Hmm, possibly, you never know. But he was definitely an icon in his day, and he's still an icon today as well. So come on, yo. Stop all this dumb stuff about who's good and who couldn't play in today's game. We know comparing errors don't really work. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And And so besides him paving the way for NBA players, black NBA players, besides him taking all these bullets off the court, um, besides him being just an icon, a legend in black society, if you want to just talk about basketball, the reason he didn't score 20 points a game is because he didn't have to score 20 exactly. points a game. He was on he a team where his role was to be a, a exactly. defensive player to start to break to get people in position but when it came down to winning these games it was russell who was winning the game absolutely and they needed him so so now 
of course, we all feel like this guy's a problem, but let's talk about Draymond Green. Are we so in in Gilbert Arenas' logic? Mm -hmm. Draymond Green is not a Hall of Fame player, shouldn't be. And Draymond mm -hmm. Green is absolutely a Hall of Fame, or should at least have Hall of Fame consideration. One um, of the best you know, I think players to ever play the game. Exactly. I think he's a Hall of Famer. But in Gilbert Arenas's mind, then he couldn't be a Hall of Famer, which is absolute mm -hmm. nonsense. So you're right. I agree with you. Uh, come on, Gilbert. Like, you can't compare errors because comparing errors is always going to catch you up because yes. you're always going to be caught in a trick bag where you're just like, well, that's the whole LeBron. Is LeBron better than Jordan? Is Jordan better than LeBron? Well, what about Kobe? What about Shaq? Like, who's the greatest right. ever? Like, right. it's just, you, you just can't do it. Hey, so, man, I, I give it another couple years before people will be saying Jordan couldn't play in today's game. They're already uh, saying it. They're already saying that say Jordan couldn't shoot the now. three. They're saying that now because he couldn't shoot the three. He didn't have an amazing handle. Jordan wouldn't be dominating in today's game. Uh, I don't know. I tell you, look, this might, this might be hypocritical, but I tell you what is fact. LeBron couldn't play in the 80s and 90s because... Oh, he would have been crying. <laughs> you the think he's looking for fouls now? Right. <laughs> Yo, they were having full fist fights and then go ahead and play the game again. <laughs> That's why we all they love Draymond. That's why we all love Draymond choking out Rudy Gobert because it reminded us of old school Pistons. <laughs> Yo, they was having full... This fight, and then oh, blow. They, they break him up like, all right. Remember Jeff Van Gundy holding on to Alonzo Mourning's leg when him and Larry Johnson was fighting? Oh, they was fighting. <laughs> I saw a clip. Daryl Dawkins and Maurice Lucas was in center court bobbing and weaving, and neither one of them got thrown out the game. This is an NBA Finals game. They gave him a, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar waiting for a dude to get a rebound just to steal him from behind. <laughs> they might have gave him five games. So it, it, it might be a little hypocritical for us to say that, but you see how silly it is to compare errors. You just can't yeah, compare just errors. Can't. Um, you have to you have to go on with them on the merit of what they've done in their time and their era. So right. I completely yeah. agree with. Come on, Gilbert. Um, Michael Moyo is, you know, I I was at the game last week, the Cleveland game, and I'm sure mm -hmm. every stadium does it. But you know, to get you hype, they throw out stats um, for your team that you can see, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, come on, yo, some of these stats are ridiculous. Like, okay. So John Harbaugh is undefeated on Thursday night as a Ravens coach. That's all they talked about Got yesterday. It. Got it. Great, great stat. That's an amazing stat. That's a tangible stat. That's a stat mm -hmm. that you can look at and see, hey, so when we play Thursday night, you know, this is a good stat. The Ravens are very good in prime time. So that includes Sunday night, Monday night. Mm -hmm. That's a very good stat. Amazing stat. But when you're at the stadium, you start seeing stats like, Lamar Jackson is the third best quarterback on deep throws on Tuesdays when they're wearing black jerseys. What? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> right. What? What are you talking about? Like, who, how am I supposed to? <laughs> right. So, so now when Lamar Jackson throws the deep ball and they miss him, like, you know, he's he's wearing the purple jersey. If he'd have had on the black jersey, right, he'd have hit that one. 
He'd have hit that one. It was I Wednesday mean, at five o'clock. <laughs> I guess it's it's it, and ESPN is guilty of it too. ESPN is guilty of it too. So you know, um, Anthony Davis ha- probably has the most rebounds when they're at home on days where he has not been injured a week prior to him taking the court. He's always injured, <laughs> so he's in street clothes now. Wait. Carl, Carl Anthony Towns has the most points when Jimmy Butler isn't playing on the team, but also is not playing at home in Miami. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's like, yo, we numbers don't lie, but numbers can kind of be manipulated to what you want them to be. And shout out to the uh, media of the Ravens and every other team that wants you to see that, hey, you got some decent players on it. But can we just get some real stats? Stop That's with all it. we Stop want. With Come it. on, y'all. Stop with it. We just, need, we just need real stats. We don't need all these tangibles, these variables. We just need real stats. But we appreciate your effort anyway. But come on, y'all. We appreciate Stop it. <laughs> real stats. It's like a weird flex sometimes. Sometimes I'm reading, I'm at the stadium reading, I'm like, this is such a weird flex. Like, it's it's such a weird flex. And then yeah. some of them, they do it, and then sometimes you're just like, it's so random. Like, they had yesterday. Who was the Ravens' first touchdown on a Thursday night game? And it was Eric Rett. Who remembers Eric Rett? First of all, he spells his name E-R-I-C-K-T. He was 32, Eric Rett. <laughs> Oh, yeah, when gosh. they, I think when they moved, I was actually to, at that game though. That was a yeah. When the they moved to M and T, he was uh, he went mm-hmm. to Florida. They were I mean, they were terrible then. <laughs> they were really bad. That was the, he he came in after um Ben Marsh went to yeah. Kansas City, and yeah. I remember that game because Ray Lewis came around and popped the hell out of Ben Marsh. Now the Ravens I lost that game. game. A, a real quick story about that game. So that was a game that. I took a date to, and all day we were preparing for it. And I call her, and I was at Value City, if you remember Value remember City. I was Value like, City, of course. hey, I picked you up a, a Ravens jersey, and I also got you a Ravens skull cap and gloves. She was like, skull cap and gloves? Where's the game? I said, it's downtown at the new stadium. She said, is that outside? I was like, uh, Yes. She said, wait a minute. I know it's going to be outside. It's cold. They don't play out there, no dome or not. I was like, bitch, you ever seen a dome downtown? So they're playing in uh, the Civic Center? I don't know what she thought, man. But <laughs> then she was like, I don't think I'm going to be. Place? She said, I don't think I'm going to be able to go. And this was back in what the nineties, like the late nineties, early two thousand. Transferring no tickets. Exactly. I was like, bitch. I was like, bitch. I paid fifty dollars for these tickets. With now fifty dollars, you ain't even get parked. I paid fifty dollars for these tickets. You gonna go to this game? (laughs) But it was cold that day. It was cold. Did she go? She hell yeah, she went. The fuck. What, what was I going to do? I couldn't text nobody and see if they wanted the tickets. Right. <laughs> I just bought them. Wasn't no cash app. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. But And that was the game we went to. It was that Kansas City Thursday night game, and it was cold. I ain't even going to lie. It was cold at that game. <laughs> and they had the nerve to lose the game, too. They lost to Kansas City. But Ray Lewis did pop uh, Bam Marshall it's, in that it's, game. It's outside. <laughs> she was literally like, it's outside? What? They don't play no dome or she, nothing? She thought, 
She thought she had meant the basketball where they shoot it up. They shoot it up and the thingy. It's how long ago I wasn't even on a cell phone. I was on a pay phone saying, bitch, you ever seen the dome downtown? <laughs> Did you page her and put in 69 for her to call you back? Was that your code? <laughs> I think I'm doing something, getting us a Ravens game, a hat and the gloves and shit. And she, you know, she the all fact like that. You got it for Value City, says how much City, you really son. care about. Value City or Route, Route, Route 41. Matter of fact, the jersey was a Jonathan Ogden jersey. Wow. <laughs> They didn't even had no good players. The only jerseys they were selling were offensive lineman jerseys. We had Ray Lewis at the time. Yeah, but he wasn't the Ray Lewis that we know and love no. now. He was building up to be. He, he was, was building, building up, up to, to be. be but the biggest draft pick was Jonathan. But no, actually, actually, that was after the Super Bowl win. It was early 2000s because... Um, Oh. Uh, Bam was Bam on that first Super Bowl team? No, no, he wasn't. No, he wasn't. No, 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 I'm no. lying. I'm lying. Bam I'm was lying. with them when they was at Memorial Stadium. Yeah, and Bam. Yeah. Um, the the thing I remember about Bam was when they that was when they beat the Redskins. Um, mm-hmm. and we we were saying that they beat the Redskins because they put a crack rock in the end zone and Bam <laughs> Bam yeah, ran. He was, on, <laughs> he was on them substances. <laughs> Wait, wait, one more real quick story about me dating at M&T. So I take this other girl to the stadium some years later. Uh-huh. And we sitting there watching the game every, this is every rookie season. So we sitting there watching the game against the Bengals, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. So every had just made a, uh, got an interception and tried to run in the end zone, but he was styling. And I forgot who came down. It wasn't yeah, Zada, but he knocked mm-hmm. the ball out and it was a uh, touchback and he didn't get it. So um, I'm looking, so we all booing and I'm just like, dang, he young, he'll get it together soon. And Lord knows every got together. But I look at her and she just has this, smile on her face and the whole time she's just like just like like just stand just you know head mm-hmm. back and forth I was like you okay she was like yeah 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 so you having a good time she's like yeah she said it's hard for me to keep up with the ball though and I was like yeah this ball right there you know I'm trying to show her and she was like well where where's the man at I said, man. I said, what man? She said, the, the the man that be on TV that tell you everything that's going on. I was like, bitch, <laughs> we at the stadium. We not inside the TV, technically. You thought well, somebody would be on the, in the call? <laughs> My wife thought the yellow first, first down line is actually really shown on the thing. So, she said, is that, is that yellow line on the field, too? Like, no, no, baby. That's just for TV. <laughs> hey, shout out to women because women are yeah. a lot more savvy and into football and sports now. They yeah, A yeah. lot of them know just as much, if not more, of what's going on than we Most do. Definitely. But, uh, but uh, they, I've had some times with some chicks that just... Ooh, the one the one that thought we had a dome downtown really got me. I was just like, girl, are you serious? Ooh, what they say, the dating pool got pee in it. Well, it don't. I'm glad I'm not I'm not dating anymore. <laughs> hey man, another good show. 
<laughs> we rocking out on a uh, Friday afternoon, uh, mm-hmm. early evening. So thank Fresh you all for the joining us. Yes, sir. And as, as you as you know, this is live on YouTube if you're watching it, but you can catch it on all the podcast platforms. That would be Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, all the any podcast platform we are oh. on there. Um, and of course, like we told you before, December first that um, Raising Canaan's coming back, season three of Raising Canaan. So shortly after that, we will start our Raising Canaan breakdown. So make sure you definitely watch that and keep supporting us. Make sure you join the podcast, subscribe to YouTube, subscribe on the podcast platform. Just just support us. I mean, we're coming into the, we're coming into the new year, so make sure you support us. Anything you want to say to the people before we bounce out? Nah, everyone have a great Thanksgiving and uh, be safe in whatever you're doing. That absolutely, definitely have a th- great Thanksgiving. I completely forgot about that. You know, you got some. Uh, you have been listening stuff, to Fanboys so. and all things black with Garland okay. and Calvin production. Appreciate you listening, and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms. All right, Garland. I'll at you. All right, bro. Later.